Consider the game changed. No doubt about that one. The Great Lakes Bay region has a new home for sports. And you're listening to them. Michigan legends like Anthony Bellino, Bill Simonson. Are they printing playoff tickets yet in Detroit? And award-winning broadcast legends, Dan Patrick. A oh, uh, Marconi? Yes, I did. And Colin Cowherd. We're going to set the tone real early. All of whom are flanked by the best play-by-play action in the region. The Great Lakes lose. The Michigan State Spartans. Saginaw Valley. Tri-Valley. Jack Pye, and more. So welcome in to the all-new Sports Radio 100.9. The Mint. The Mint. And sports radio in the Great Lakes Bay region will never be the same. Ben, pop some of those streamers there. Woo! That's right. There it is. They're, they're not great, Maybe. but we got them. Uh, an exciting day, and we're happy to have so many folks with us uh, here inside our studios and just outside for our launch party here at Dow Diamond. Thank you to everyone that has come and help us usher in a new era of sports radio here in the Great Lakes Bay region with none other than sports radio 100.9 The Mitt. Uh, my name is Brad Tunney. I'm joined by Ben Bosher and John Vacari, and we are overjoyed that you listened to the last 41 hours of random music to reach this point with us and uh, incorporate us into the community once again as we transition away from ESPN Radio into a brand new home with the Fox Sports family nationwide and introduce to you a bunch of new local programming including the show you're listening to right now named The Payoff, which will be on your airwaves every single day live from our Dow Diamond studios from 6 to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday with Ben Bosher and John Vacari each and every day. Uh, ben, an exciting day. Glad to have everyone here and, and just really exciting stuff. Uh, super exciting, to say the very least. Uh, when I took the job as the on-field host for the Great Lakes Loons at the very beginning of the summer, uh, you might recognize me from there. I had no idea it'd lead to this, and I'm so happy it did. This was been one of the best summers of my life, and just, boom, transitions right into such a great opportunity. I, I couldn't be happier to be here, and I can't express that enough. Real quick, we've got a lot of stuff to go over today, but we want to jump into content right away and talk about what is, what we think, one of the best teams in the NFL right now, Ooh. and the Detroit Lions, and also a massive day in Detroit sports yesterday with great timing for us in what was the final game of the uh, Hall of Fame career of Detroit Tigers legend Miguel Cabrera. So before we start shouting some folks out and telling you a little bit more about the radio station, we want to queue up listeners right now with our text and phone number here on the station, 989-837-6125. That's 989-837-6125. Again, 989-837-6125. You could text us there. We'll read every text sent to us today on air, and you can leave us a voice message too. If you want your voice on our station. That's right. You leave us a voice message. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. We'll incorporate that into some of our on-air features. So let us know by dialing 989-837-6125. First cue for us today is going to be some Miggy moments, Ben. We want to talk to you about Miguel Cabrera and the 21 years he gave the great city of Detroit. If you have moments, the biggest ones from your memory, if you were at the game yesterday in Detroit which I've already talked to a lot of folks that were there 
at Comerica Park to see him make that back pick off the bag at first base. What a special moment for him as his kids came out to welcome him back into the dugout. If you were there, text us, call us, let us know what you saw, what you enjoyed about it, or we're open to hearing any of your comments about your favorite moments in the Tigers' career of Miguel Cabrera. There's a lot of them. A ton of them. There's almost too many to count. So we're going to gather those up. We'll talk to you about those coming up a little bit later on in the show, bottom of the hour here in the 5 o'clock. We're going until 7 o'clock today. Again, this show will be live and local, hyper-local for us here in the Great Lakes Bay region from 6 to 7 on weekdays, Monday through Friday. And, uh, you know, I've got a couple of topics I want to start with you guys right now on. John, you could chime in here too. John, how's it going? Um, I'm doing great. John, for folks who don't know, with us all season long with the Loons, New York guy, worked in the Cleveland market on sports radio. Excited to have him. I got three topics for you guys. One is related to the, uh, all three related to the Lions. First, I want to know how we're dealing with a no stress Lions Monday, right? That feels good. No stress on a Monday with regard to this Lions team. I'm not concerned about too much. We can hit that. We can hit expectations this week on Jamison Williams announced on Friday that he'd be making his return two weeks early. We can do that. Mm-hmm. Or I've got a little bit of a quarter point check-in with the Lions. Again, we're not really stressing on this Monday about Detroit Lions. And so that gives us an opportunity to check in, elevate some of those guys that we've loved watching through the first four weeks, and we could talk a little quarter-point Lions MVP. What are you guys feeling to start this uh, this opening show? Well, right now, I think I think we got to talk about it being a stress-free Monday okay. for the Lions. It's Monday. It's 5 o'clock. You know, this is normally the time where we're sulking in our sorrows sure. about this team. This is normally the time where, I mean, it's week four. <laughs> There's been a lot of seasons by week four we want the coach fired. Um But that's been the complete opposite so far this season. Uh, Think about all the things we were complaining about in training camp and throughout the summer, all this stuff about, oh, Jamison Williams, you know, he's never going to be able to build this connection with golf. He's got a drop problem. Well, you can't complain about him right now, at least not yet, um, because he's back. He just got reinstated. Like, there's just so much positive things going on right now. Uh, Another thing everyone was complaining about, there's no depth at the at the pass rush position, there's there's not enough stars here. This defensive line is going to be bad. They should have spent their draft picks on it. Well, they've been one of the best defenses in the NFL through the first four weeks of the season. They're averaging the or they're giving up the least amount of yards per game on the ground in the NFL, just sixty. It feels like there's nothing to complain about right now, which is such a weird circumstance to be in as a Detroit Lions fan. So like I, I challenge anyone, anyone in the room listening, like try to think of something to complain about right now. There's nothing. Yeah, for me, I mean, look, we're looking at a top five offense in the sport, uh, and that's coming into the season, I think, was an expectation of sorts. They snuck their way in to being a top 10 offense by the end of last season. They're top five. Top five right now. I I agree with that. I think, you know, according to Pro Football Focus, top five in pass offense, pass block, receiver grades. The receivers have been, I guess, above expectation. They've got Jared Goff playing great behind an awesome offensive line, one of the top three units in the sport. The run blocking has been great. They have turned David Montgomery, who oh, the Bears kicked to the curb and said, hey, goodness. we're okay with Khalil Herbert. They have turned David Montgomery into one of the best and most efficient backs in the sport. A, a credit to what has been building on that offensive line for years with the headlining piece of Penny Sewell being one of those guys, one of those franchise-caliber institutions that will carry a club for 15 years. Well, Penay is just a monster. That's been very clear from the second he got inside the building. But the David Montgomery thing, I think a lot of people – you know, complained during the summer, or during the offseason. It was like, well, why why they not bring back Jamal Williams? That guy was so important in the locker room. Uh, I, I guess a sideways move in David Montgomery was the 
the consensus when it happened. But I don't I don't know about you, Brad. I watched David Montgomery for like one drive week one against Kansas City. And I was like, oh, yeah, this guy's better than Jamal Williams. Like, and it's not close. You remember the graphic they showed when he was in college that was like, oh, yeah, he's got the eyes of Ezekiel Elliott, the body of Saquon <laughs> Barkley, the vision of Mark. Like he runs like that, though. It, it was like a meme because they were calling this guy essentially like Terrell Davis, basically. And he came in and he was a bit of a dud in Chicago. Well, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah. if you want to call him a dud in Chicago, that's fine. But it was mostly because he was running behind one of the worst offensive lines. Everything Chicago's doing right now and has been doing for the last five years is embarrassing, like, to say the least. Like, And no one's going to succeed. Hey, much in, to the benefit of our Lions. Right. Like, no one's going to succeed in that. And David Montgomery, I mean, yeah, his numbers weren't as great when he was on Chicago. But I still think he was just as good as back. He only had six touchdowns last year. He's already at five through only three games played this year. Get this. Jamal Williams broke 13 tackles all of last year. David Montgomery's already broken 12. Like, to me, that is just such a big upgrade that no one really talked about throughout the offseason. And he's showing, I mean, we saw it against Green Bay. We needed a battering ramp that game. And Jamal Williams was that last season at the goal line, but he can't make a guy miss. Like, that that's not a knock on Jamal. He was completely serviceable. Like you said, made us a top five offense. But David Montgomery is just, he's such an upgrade and the clear RB1 right now. 989-837-6125, 989-837-6125. Send us a text, leave us a voicemail. We want to hear your voice on the air in the next couple of weeks. And so uh, let us know, 989-837-6125. want to do a couple of shout-outs here for folks that made their way in. Great, outstanding clients coming in for a launch party for us on our end. Jeff Reckaway is here from the Dow Tennis Classic. That event coming your way October 30th to November 5th. DowTennisClassic.com. Vicki Goodall is here from insurance, uh, Yiter Insurance Group. They've been outstanding partners of the station for over 10 years now. Happy to have Yiter Insurance on board, some of the best educators in the region if you're looking for friends in the insurance business. Kevin LaDuke from the Midland Area Community Foundation, great fan, uh, friend, big Detroit sports fan. He and I talk Pistons all the time. End of year giving time for the Community Foundation, so go to midlandfoundation.org. And then Rena Jade is here. Rena Jade, a massage therapy here in town. She's the only Ashiatsu master in the entire state of Michigan, rjmt.care. Listen, uh, we want to hear your Miggy moments. Send us a text, 989-837-6125. We've got some audio of some of the biggest moments in Cabrera's career. Coming back on the other end, don't go anywhere. Just two minutes of breaks, and we'll be back with more local sports content on the all-new Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. This is The Payoff. Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt, thanks for hanging out with us. Everyone who called today and had questions, we now have answers. Uh, All-new sports radio station here in the Great Lakes Bay region, back and better than ever. And so thanks uh, for stopping by today. Really appreciate it. I'm Brad Tunney. That's Ben Bosher, John Bakari with us inside our Blazy Electric Studios. A couple of texts coming in already uh, asking what the new programming lineup is. We can uh, give you that right now. In the mornings, we've got Anthony Bellino, who is a well-known uh, commodity down in the Detroit area. He's the in-game host for the Red Wings, the Lions, Michigan basketball and football. He'll have, for the first time in our station's history, a live and local show from 6 to 9 every morning. And so you think about all that programming we've had over the years that was not local. Monday mornings, you're waking up without Lions content. That's no more. We'll be talking Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Red Wings, Michigan, Michigan State on your morning commute to work. We're really excited about that. Into the Dan Patrick Show from 9 to noon. Into Colin Cowherd from noon to 3. The huge show will stay on our airwaves from 3 until 6. And then Ben and John will have the payoff for you from 6 to 7 every single weekday. That is 
our 13-hour talk radio lineup into what is a really exciting play-by-play lineup of Great Lakes Loons baseball. As always, high school athletics here in the Great Lakes Bay region, inclusive of the Saginaw Valley League, Jack Pine Conference, and Tri-Valley Conference. And then the newest addition for us is the NFL on Westwood One. We will carry the biggest games the NFL has to offer, including tonight, Seattle and New York on Monday Night Football. We're going to be talking about that game later on in the show today, giving you picks. Got a lock. Where to bet. Ben's got a lock for us in that game tonight. We're going to be doing picks each and every Thursday in preparation for Thursday Night Football, which you can hear each and every week on the mitt moving forward and Sunday Night Football to boot, which if you uh, are doing the math in your head, that means Lions games on our air when they're in prime time. We're excited about that. I'm I'm kind of disappointed that we don't get to hear what does the Fox say more often on right. on the airwaves. See, well, people seem to really like it. It's that. too bad. Maybe we'll bring it back at some point, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Anyway, uh, again, let us hear from you on some Miguel Cabrera moments. If you were at the game yesterday, what was the environment like? 989-837-6125. We want to hear from you. Keep uh, coming in with those texts. Uh, ben. Shout out a couple more folks in attendance right now. Matt DeVries, Jolt Credit Union is here. Great friend again. New location in Midland. Awesome Kasasha cash offer right now from our friends at Jolt Credit Union. Uh, Cassie Nialis is here from the Greater Midland Community Center. New community center next year. And again, the Dow Tennis Classic coming up uh, in the start of November. And then Tom Johnston from Premier Tile and Stone, a good friend, longtime partner over there on Airport Road in Midland. They're great for retailers and contractors alike uh, if you're looking for tiles. Ben, let's jump back into some Lions here. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about, you know, this idea of a no-stress Lions Monday, right? And I think there are still some things to nitpick if we're talking about the Lions right now. I'm sorry. I'm right. We want to we want to boost this team. That's That's three and one, right? Week four, three and one, wins at Green Bay, at Kansas City. We I'm sure there are listeners out there that are skeptical. And look, we're young. We have not been beaten down with a hammer. Over the years of holy crap, do not get your hopes up, kids. I understand, are you and I'm still willing- categorizing yourself as a kid. Well, I mean, there are some fans of Lions that uh, have endured a lot more than we have as fans, That's right? Fair. That's fair. Um, we have at least in the last ten years had a couple of playoff pushes, correct? Nothing, of course, playoff win. We don't need to go over the one win in, in sixty years, but uh, I think there are some still things to nitpick. But in general. This is a team that when you talk about confidence in your hometown NFL team is as high as really any time ever. And for me, I I think back personally to the 2014 season. Mm -hmm. The 2014 season was the last time to me that there was some actual expectation of winning. Whereas now, man, you look at the books each and every week, Lions are favored. Lions are favored on the road right? When's the last time the Lions were favored on the road that we can be proud of? And so I look back, it's almost been 10 years since I can say I've had this level of investment, confidence, and expectation in this group. For me, it's my life. And I, I'm a little bit younger than you, and maybe that's I a, told a you you were bold. young, man. I know, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Uh, I, maybe that's a little bold of me to say that I'm more confident in this team than I ever have been in my life, but it's true. Like In years past, you mentioned 2014, they made the playoffs in 16 as well. Like, it felt like those teams at least had a ceiling. And right now I'm looking at this Lions team with Jamison Williams coming back. Good point. We're going to talk about in a little bit. But I'm looking at this team right now, and we're so far from seeing what this team is capable of, capable of on both sides of the football with all these young players that they have. There's so many guys that are so important to this team that are rookies. Mm-hmm. Like 
those players developing, becoming better, becoming key parts of this team are not only important for this season, but st- stability, sustaining all those things. This is I'm looking at this group, and outside of the Ben Johnson thing, that's that's a separate issue when he leaves. I'm looking at the core of this group, thinking this is this is sustainable. This is something that they can build upon. Whereas in years past, it was like they're playing really good right now. I'm not sure if this is a roster that I feel comfortable with in the future. Sure. I mean, there have always been question marks. I mean, we talk about the 2014 team. You mentioned the playoffs in 2016. We talk about a team in 2019 that actually started 2-0-1. I might look back to that group and actually state, man, I had some confidence going into week four. Right. That that year against the Chiefs, I'm sure some people were hitting back in the memory banks and thinking, man, they started 2-0-1. They wins against the Chargers. They won at Philly. Team's a little bit different because they've got road wins. They've got a divisional win already against a team that has owned them for a long time. And I think what you touch on there in terms of stability and a ground level of of winning. Right. And, and you I also look th- at what else is going around in the division right Correct. now. Those teams are, there are some teams that have no idea what they're doing. I was out in Frankenmuth yesterday and was out having dinner with my wife. It was our first year uh, wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Shout out to her if she's listening. She has been dealing with me being at this radio station for 15 hours a day for the last week, getting ready for today. And Subtle so thank brag. you, Haley. Yeah, thank you. Um, she's at home with our with our dogs right now, including a foster puppy. More information on me than you needed. Not enough. Right. But there were folks at dinner talking about, man, the NFC North is so bad. It's terrible. And the conversation was more so about the NFC North being down than it was about the Lions being up. And I think when we talk about a shift in focus, a shift in mindset for Lions fans, it may take a little bit longer to shift the conversation from the Lions are winning the division as opposed to like, eh, the Lions will take the division. They're by far the best team in the division. The Packers gave them a little bit of a run, and I think the Packers are better than what they showed on Thursday? Maybe. I think they are. I think the, Packer, we'll find the Packers out. are a, a 500 and good NFL team this season. But the mindset should change. The Lions are going to be favored in almost every game the rest of the way. That probably hasn't happened in a long time. I look back at 2019 again, 2-0-1 start. We know what they did after that. They put a big pile in their pants the rest of the way. Yeah. 2016, 9-4. We know they limped into the playoffs before losing that wild card game against Seattle. I think this team's a little bit different because of the expectations going into each week. And from a national mindset, we're in the dialogue now nationally as opposed to what it was previously. Yeah, well, you look at this team and you take that Seattle game into consideration. Like you walk into Seattle. Or this this year. 16. I don't want to talk about the Seattle game from this year right now. Um, But you look back at the Seattle game from 16. You walk into their place in a playoff game and the general consensus was, yeah, we're not winning this game. Right. Like there was no confidence at all. Now... The conversation flips a little bit. Yeah, there's some games where the Lions might not be favored. Um, Maybe that Week 17 game at Dallas this season. Yeah, maybe the Lions won't be favored. But here's the difference. I don't fear anybody in the NFC right now. I respect some other teams like the Eagles and the 49ers. But I'm not walking around timid and, and scared of all these other teams like I was in years past. Now I'm up for the challenge. And for anyone that's still using that mindset like, oh, yeah, but like... Scared of Philly a little bit. You can respect a team and still think you have a chance. The Lions can beat anyone. They've already shown that. Their hardest part of the schedule is done, and they walked away 3-1 and one from it. Those are the hardest four games of the season. 
You're looking at three teams that potentially could be in the playoffs. You mentioned you think Green Bay is going to be around by week 17. Seattle could certainly be around by week 17. Someone's got to be the wild card in the NFC. Those are decent teams. Yeah, that, that's the, the interesting are, part, the, right? The, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like the, they're the, the Kansas sixth, City Chiefs. The, the sixth and seventh teams in the NFC this year. I don't know. Going to look a they little rough. They might not rough. be good. No, but, no, they may not. Because it's probably going to be a Packers or, or Seahawks or can the Giants figure it out tonight. Right, but to your point about the division being down, the Lions can be good and the division can be down. Those things can both be true. Like it doesn't have to be one. It doesn't yes. have to be all oh, the lines are only good because the division's down. If they're going five and zero in the division and five hundred the rest of the way, or slightly above five hundred the rest of, the rest of the way, they're going to finish the season pretty good and a pretty high seed and probably host a home playoff game. They will host a home playoff game. Right, say it. They're going to win a home playoff game. Okay, okay, uh, relax. What do you want me to say? I thought you were just repeat that they're going to host one. That'll no, be nice. they're going to win one. Already the hottest ticket uh, in the NFL right now, which uh, we buried the lead of sorts. Uh, we've got uh, more big news right now, and that's uh, with a giveaway this week. We're going to have one major giveaway a week for this first month, and I think this week's might be the biggest. Uh, thanks to our friends over there at Garber Chevrolet of Midland, Craig Lang got the job done for us. We've got two, a pair of tickets to this Sunday's Panthers game at Four Field. Again, hottest ticket in the NFL right now. More expensive tickets than Vegas, L.A., New York. Wow. Wow. It's an expensive ticket, man. And so we've got two tickets, lower bowl, sideline, on the goal line, on the aisle, Okay. And we're giving them away on Thursday at 6.32. Thursday at 6.32, we're doing a pair of tickets to this Sunday's Lions game in the lower bowl, about 20, 25 rows up on the aisle, uh, Lions-Panthers. And so we're going to have more information on that throughout the week. But again, just wanted to say thank you to Garber Chevrolet of Midland, stepping up big for us in this, our launch week, and helping make it a big one uh, as we give those away on Thursday. So stay tuned. We'll be doing trivia on Thursday. You can give your answer correctly in the text we'll pick a random winner and you're on your way to the lions game a 500 hundred dollar value there uh this sunday before we throw it to another timeout, want to shout out a couple more folks for folks in attendance jim mahoney is here with link technologies talk about another long-standing outstanding partner with us here at the radio station over 10 years uh, super smart big time it specialists here in the region and then our friends from pizza baker too jim jan and jameson are here my favorite pizza in town uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Last month, Washington Post did a piece on each state. Pizza Baker, our friends just down the road on Main Street in Midland, named the best Neapolitan pizza in the entire state of Michigan. If you haven't checked them out, or if you do a couple of times a month or a quarter or whatever it is, go say hello to our friends, uh, the Bakers, down at Pizza Baker. Jill Doherty is also here from the Great Lakes Safety Training Center. Awesome resource in our community, helping companies keep employees safe. We've got more comments coming in on the text line. We'll get to those next after a quick timeout here on The Payoff. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to The Payoff. Continuing to get comments in today on our text line, 989-837-6125. You can even call us there. We're intentionally not answering your calls right now. Leave us a message. If you speak nice enough or you give us a good sports opinion on the Lions or whatnot, we'll put you on the air. Mm -hmm. We'll build you into some day part imaging. We'll put you on the air. Let us know how you feel about these Lions right now or about our transition to sports radio 100.9 The Mid. Appreciate all the comments coming in right now. You uh, seem to be pretty popular on this thing. Really? Everyone's congratulating you, saying 
how great of a job you do. Well, ap- appreciate it, Ben. No need to boost my ego any more than it's, it's already It's not me, boosted. it's the people. Uh, we got a text coming in right now that says, congratulations, excited to hear what you guys are about. Avid sports fan from Bay City. Appreciate the local and regional coverage and keeping the huge show. Uh, got to get uh, you guys a gift from Brad, the neighborhood snack man. All right, thank you, Mr. Snackman. We've got our first uh, show name for a local listener. That's good, the snack man reaching out from Bay City. Appreciate that. Got another one. Thanks for dumping Disney. Content was going way downhill. Good luck moving forward to it. Hey, we felt the same way. That's why we're where we are right That's why now, we're here. right? Uh, we've got one. Fire whoever's idea was to loop the fox. What does the fox say? Well, uh, no. <laughs> we thought it was a good idea. Shout out to a, what has a been a great idea. resource to us at the station last uh, couple of weeks, getting us prepared for this moment. Joel Volk, who handles a lot of uh, ticket needs down at, uh, at the ballpark here and uh, has been a great resource to us and has helped us out a lot due to his decades of experience in radio. One guy figured it out that we were playing three songs that all had to yeah. do with foxes. Smart guy, guy. What was that on Facebook? Yes. Smart guy. I didn't figure it out. I didn't, I didn't connect the dots, but that guy did. So shout out to that guy. He, he figured out we were switching to a, a Fox affiliate. I don't remember his name. That's right. We got Bill Stockard coming in here with a text. Congratulations on the new radio. I look forward to listening, uh, making sure that Bill Simonson's still part of a programming. That is true. He will be on our airs three to six weekdays still. He's listening in Gladwin and uh, sending congratulations and uh, looking forward to uh, Loon's Games and the, the show the rest of the way. So again, thanks for text coming in. Place your calls to, again, that number, 989-837-6125. We teased a little bit earlier. Haven't gotten any texts on that just yet, but we want to talk to you about your favorite Miguel Cabrera moments. John has got some queued up for us, and uh, I think what we should do is just have him play one or two, and we'll talk about the moments as we hear them because they're, they're pretty big. Let's do it. To Cabrera. How cool is that? Baseball gods. Like it was scripted. Now A.J. Hinch, with his family, will remove him from the game. I mean, just, uh, I mean, there wasn't a ton of audio there from our friends over at Bally Sports, Matt Shepard, but, I mean, the chills you get of of a guy that has given the last 20 years to that sport and uh and to the to the city of Detroit and and from all of us up here in the Great Lakes Bay and around the state of Michigan an absolute legend one of the best to ever do it 500 homers 3000 hits yesterday was really special and everyone that uh you know we've had many folks come through the studio today that were in attendance for the game yesterday Tigers did a great job did you cry no then and you're i'm not a, crier. a real baseball fan you cried um I got teary-eyed. Okay. I would say if I was at the game, I can basically 100% guarantee I would have cried. But watching at home, I was able to collect myself a little bit. I got a little emotional, but I don't sure. think I actually started crying. Because that was like my childhood hero. I mean, there was Megatron, but that was so short-lived, uh, at least in terms of my memory. 
we're asking favorite Miggy moments, and I don't know if I have just like being a kid, like literally ten years old, and running home from school to jump in front of the TV to finish the. Usually, I'd get home and it was the seventh inning for those one o'clock games, and running home from the bus to turn on the TV and watch those special Tiger teams led by Miguel Cabrera. I don't know if I can pick just one. It was like every day I was trying to just get home and watch this guy because he was the coolest person in the entire world to me as a child. He's Miguel Cabrera. He's a legend. And and with all the history of the Detroit Tigers franchise, having spent 16 years uh, playing at Comerica Park in the city of Detroit, Cabrera, top 15 finish in his Tigers career in wins above replacement. We're talking some major players here, right? Ty Cobb, Al Kaline, uh, Charlie Geringer, uh, Wh- Lou Whitaker, Alan Tram. I mean, Detroit sports has a rich history, but the Tigers might have the richest outside of the oh, Red yeah. Wings. And uh, for Miguel Cabrera's name to be up there with some of those Hall of Fame great players, I mean, we don't have to tell you how great Miguel Cabrera was. We'll just keep going through some moments. John, I know he's got a couple more for us. All up and away, one ball, one strike. Miguel's off to a 12 for 39 start. Admitted he might have been getting a little big the other day with his swing. I just feel like today, Jim, this uh, is the day. This is the day. Upright, relaxed stance, tucks the left shoulder in as he cacks the bat over the right. The 1-1, ground ball. Base hit in the right! 3,000 for Miguel Cabrera! Raises his arms. Iglesias the first to hug him. The Tigers' dugout empties as they charge over to first base. And let the hug dispensing begin. Dan Dickerson there, outstanding voice of Detroit Tigers baseball on Odyssey and 97 won the ticket. And uh, we're talking there one of the one of the big moments for a baseball player in their major league careers. Right. The 3000. Th- I mean, I mean, he also called it. That was kind of incredible. He says, I think today's day. And then like 0.5 seconds later, he gets the 3000 fit. I think that goes kind of forgotten. Uh, in Miguel Cabrera's career. A lot of people think of him maybe for power at first. This guy led the league in batting average four times. This guy batted 348 one year. Mm-hmm. Like he did everything you can possibly imagine a, a hitter doing. He did day in and day out. To me, in his prime, the best hitter I ever saw. Yeah, I'm young, but to, there was there's never been anybody like every time this guy got up to the box, it just felt like he could make magic happen. And I guess that's what made him so special. That's what made him a true Detroit Tiger. I'm glad he's sticking around. Yes. Yeah, when that was announced over the weekend, I thought that was pretty cool. A lot of major league clubs do that these days where uh, you know veterans or retirees are being implemented into their front office. It's cool that he wants to be around. Oh, yeah. I think it's, I think it's more so for me, not that the Tigers extended that offer. It, Tigers extended the invitation to become a special assistant in the front office. For me... It was cooler to see him want that role yeah, and to want to be a part of the future of this organization and still be a part of Detroit. You hear so much about, uh, you know, Cabrera loving the city. And, you know, there are many ways to kind of exemplify that once you stop playing. You know, how involved are you? But the idea that he wanted to be in the front office speaks a lot to me. And uh, I thought that was really cool this weekend. You see what the organization got him for a little retirement present? Was it better than what the A's got him? I, that's literally what I was about to say. It, it, it has to be better than the $80 bottle of wine. Was that it the A's better got than him. the the, uh, the barefoot bottle of wine? Yes. Uh, it was, <laughs> you know those, 
You know when you're in Meyer and they have those scooters for yes, yeah, that's what they he was got driving him one around. Of those. Yeah. yeah, he was just driving around the lock. It was exactly how you think it. Yeah, go. great He's, video online of him buzzing around the ping pong tables in the clubhouse and right. everything else. Really cool. John, let's hit another one. He'll be standing in the batter's box right now. Swinging a high drive, deep left center field, way back, track wall. Poor John has to listen to the Yankees losing <laughs> over and over again today. We'll be converting John into a major uh, Detroit span, uh, fan. And he's, you know, it's a little easy on him because all his teams uh, are uh, such in the pooper right now. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, that was against Cleveland, but we'll get we'll get some New York calls oh. coming up. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, what home run was it? That was a walk-off against Cleveland. Walk-off? 2012. 2012, that's right. That's right. Uh Wow, another another massive moment. I want to uh, get to just a couple of more folks that are hanging out with us upstairs before we send it off again. Uh, Christiana Malacara is here from Freeland Foot and Ankle. Great radio friend of ours, hangs out up here a good bit, comes to Loon's game. She brought her dad up a, a couple of weeks ago. It was really cool. Um, Freeland Foot and Ankle, doctor there, Timothy Daly, great with kids and athletes. Uh, Freelandfoot.com, happy to have her in attendance. Uh, Renee Castellone from AHP is here since 1993. We're talking about serving this community with outstanding smart accounting solutions ahpplc.com a couple of folks are here from the legacy center in partnership with the gus macker catherine tate jessica blewett they uh work with what's just an awesome nonprofit in our region literacy services helping kids that have been great partners of northwood basketball and the gus macker this year matt smith from modern realty is here you know him he's been a long-standing partner with us the outdoors guy uh, great at educating on real estate. I think when he comes into the station, I learn more in the recording sessions with him than uh, maybe any of our other clients. So Matt Smith at Modern Realty, just an outstanding realtor in the region. And finally, Nick Grillo from Michigan Brand. You know their stuff. They got the Hunter Sticks, the Bratwurst. They're in dozens of stores around the region. Michigan Brand Meats, which are also found on the concourse here at Dow Diamond these days as well. John, let's hit another. Fly ball, right field, hit well, way back. That ball is up, and he's done it again. Incredible. Miguel Cabrera is just absolutely unbelievable. Incredible. He cannot be stopped. Sometimes he's better off to walk. You got to be kidding me. That, that's the perfect word. Unbelievable. Every single time this guy had a chance to have a big moment, it felt like he came through. In a sport where you're, you're failing two-thirds of the time, Miguel Cabrera somehow, it felt like, never failed in those big situations. That's the kind of stuff that makes a legend. That's the kind of stuff that embeds you in a city forever. And it feels like Miguel Cabrera, along with the people of Detroit, are, are embracing him as not just a Tiger for life, but a Detroiter for life. He, he's openly said how much he loves this city. His family lives there. Like, it's just... God, this guy is awesome. John, let's hit a couple more. Giving Cabrera a shot here. The 2-2. High fly ball center field. Gardner going back, still going back. Track, wall, and gone! 
some. Miguel Cabrera, a straightaway two-run shot on one leg. This is just not to be believed. That look on Joe Girardi's face says it all. I told you he managed Miguel in 2006 in Florida, and he did not want to see Miggy come to the dish. Are you believing this? Oh. 989-837-6125. We're reliving some of the biggest moments in Miguel Cabrera's history on the all-new Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt today. Right now, you're listening to The Payoff, the newest and only local sports show on the radio here in the Great Lakes Bay region. We've got more Miggy moments coming up next, along with some more Lions as well. Hey, Jamison Williams, eligible to play. So much to celebrate today. That's right. What are some fair expectations? We'll do it after this. As uh, always. We, as we always. cleaned the station, and now it's all a mess again, bro. Yeah, That's true. Well, this is, yeah. That's true. We did clean the Worthy station. Worthy mess. Yeah, but it's a, Worthy mess. Anyway, you're tuned occasion. to the all-new Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. That's right. Sports is here to stay. I know a lot of questions that we got, uh, phone calls and messages over the last two days while you were uh, stuck listening to Elton John's The Fox or uh, Fox on the Run or What Does the Fox Say? There were some of you, some of Incredible you that music. got the Easter eggs there, and uh, proud of you. Yes, the change uh, predominantly is due to an affiliation rework from ESPN to Fox Sports. We couldn't be more excited about uh, what Fox Sports is doing for us moving forward. Uh, the programming, of course, outstanding with uh, Dan Patrick from 9 to noon, Colin Cowherd, noon to 3. We sandwich that between more local sports talk than any station in the region, of course, but even more local talk than any station in the region. We're going 6 to 9 with X's and Bros, Anthony Bellino, doing Lions, Wolverines, Spartans, Pistons, Red Wings, Tigers, each and every morning on your commute to work. Hope you're excited about that. We certainly are. And then from 3 to 6, Bill Simonson and The Huge Show, which has been a staple for us here on 100.9 FM for a lot of years and right now you're listening to the newest and only live local local talk show in the region doing sports, The Payoff, with Ben Bosher and John Vacari. I'm Brad Tunney uh, sitting in for the week. And, uh, you know, Ben, we've spent a lot of time talking about Miguel Cabrera. We sure have. We've got more moments to get to later on in the show. I want to once again mention that we've got Lions tickets being given away on the station this Thursday. Tune in at 632. Ben, you know, the show is the payoff. Mm -hmm. 32, three, two, you know, it's a payoff pitch, baseball. Thing. Ah. You get it? You get it? Did you do that on purpose? A little bit. I feel like you just bit. connected the dots like 10 seconds ago. Yeah, 632 on Thursday. We're going to wear a pair of Lions tickets to this Sunday's game. Thanks to our friends over at Garber Chevrolet of Midland. Lower bowl on the goal line. And so, uh, again, one of the hottest tickets in the NFL. You want to tune in 632 on Thursday. We'll do a trivia question. Whoever texts in with the right answer, we'll do a random drawing uh, for those tickets. Uh, ben, another thing, we've got Mark Pearson. He's the sports director at WNEM-TV5. Great partners of the Loons for a lot of years. We're excited to have him. He's only been in the region for maybe five, six months, I think, but is a local guy. We just found out we went to the same high school. Okay, Rockford Rams, right? Rockford Rams. There we go. Shout Good football team every year. Big school. Yeah, there's Big like school. a million people that go to that school. That's, That's right. not hyperbole either. Uh, it definitely is. Mark Pearson will be joining us during the 6 o'clock hour for a couple of segments. We're going to get to know him a little bit. He was also at the Tigers game yesterday. He, of course, covers the Lions. Uh, I think he was at the game on Thursday, I would assume. Sorry, that game was on the road. He was not there. Uh, but he'll be... Uh, he shook his head. I think he was. No, right? 
I don't we, know. We can see him. We can see him. Oh, he said no. Yeah, right. Home games only. Anyway, uh, we're going to be excited to have him on uh, during the 6 o'clock hour, so stick around for that. Uh, let's spend some time on Jamison Williams, a guy that, uh, look, we're talking no stress, Lions Monday. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons is not only because we got a good football team, 3-1, and one, right. atop the division, Keep going. Top five offense. We got a defense that's coming around. We got a special teams unit that's coming around. We got Dan Campbell biting kneecaps, ankles, yes. getting after on the sideline, consuming a thousand milligrams of caffeine each and every day. And we've got the return of what most Lions fans, I think, are excited to say is one of the better wide receiver prospects and a top 15 pick coming into this team two weeks ahead of schedule to join what is already one of the better receiving cores in the NFL, according to PFF. First of all, the fact that he was originally not supposed to be able to practice this entire time right. was so dumb because there, are, there have been some players who have been suspended for much worse things that got to practice and their suspensions were not as long. So I'm very happy that uh, Williams is back sooner than before because the punishment was harsh. Like, I get it. The Calvin Ridley thing, betting on NFL games, yeah, get him out for the whole entire season. Get him out for life for all I care. But betting on a college game from a hotel room, if he was outside of the hotel, it would have been allowed. But just because he was in the hotel on an away game, it's just still one of the most mind-blowing punishments I've ever witnessed as a sports fan. But we talk about this being a stress-free Monday, nothing to complain about. Well, that's going to change next Monday, regardless of if they win or lose. Because no matter what, people find things to talk about Jamison Williams in a negative context. No matter what happens on Sunday, it's not going to be enough. Because the Lions took Jameson Williams with a top 15 pick. So there's a ton of expectations on him. You said he's one of the best prospects in the NFL. That's still true. However, he was drafted a season and a half ago, basically, come Sunday. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have a lot of reps under his belt. Dan Campbell even said today that he's not, they're not going to play 60 snaps. Let's let's take a listen to the auto. But no, I I think that's just meant that he just needs to come in and I'm not worried about him working, he will, and it's just about polishing all the little things. And and uh, we also know if he does play, he can't play 60 plays, that's not smart. So uh, we, we can't do that to him. So we'll, we'll see where it goes, and uh, it's all about improvement. No different than the rest of the team, man. Every week we just gotta get a little bit better. He just needs to get a little bit better, and, uh, and we'll take it from there. Dan Campbell there on what sounds like will be a bit of a innings limit for Jamison Williams at the start. You know, I think some fans have been frustrated potentially with this idea that Jameer Gibbs was drafted in the front end of the first round and is not seeing the snap share that you'd assume a guy drafted 12th overall would see. Those people needed to relax. Sure. Because correct. I'm in, I'm in agreement with you there. We're going to see something similar with Jamison Williams to your point about wasn't allowed to practice you know, is is already a guy that maybe needs some fine-tuning on the fringes to begin with. And so while fans are frustrated with this idea that Jameer Gibbs is not getting enough touches, which, look, we can complain about all day, I think that the snap count for him has been adequate for a rookie running back in an offense that is already top five in the sport. They're not desperate to throw out a weapon like him each and every down. Jamison Williams' expectations have to be tempered a bit. Because as, as Dan Campbell said there, you know, look, he's not going to play 60 snaps. And on top of that, he's going to need to get into game shape, into, as you mentioned, some fans will nitpick this, some maturity state 
for starting the season. You're rolling your eyes, and we'll see how it goes. Here's the benefit here. They're already a top five unit in the sport. The receivers are exceeding expectation around Amon Ross St. Brown. Sam Laporta has one of the best starts to a rookie tight end ever Mm -hmm. in a a position that does not play well for the first couple of years of their career, let alone the first couple of games the way Laporta has. And so the Lions don't need Jamison Williams right now. He is gravy. He is frosting on the cake. And so whatever you get from him, whether it be one 60-yard catch to perk interest, let's not come back on Monday next week and talk about how he needs more snaps Mm -hmm. or how he didn't look like he was getting as much separation as I thought a 4-3, 4-4 guy would. Right. Or, oh, no, he dropped a pass in double coverage. Let's take a step back and realize it's a 3-1 and team. Mm -hmm. It's a no-stress Monday. They win against Carolina where they are heavy favorites. You're 4-1 and atop the division. No need to bombard Jamison Williams with an unfair set of expectations for a team that right now doesn't need him, but it's more of a want than a need. Right. Just that, dial back the expectation. There's nothing wrong with that. I get it. You want him to perform like a top 15 pick. It's the same reason people are upset with Gibbs. You want him to explode and show flashes like the way Bijan Robinson has, like the way some of these other young wide receivers have. But it's okay to admit, you know, maybe this wasn't, you know, the right pick, but it wasn't the wrong pick. Like on paper, this was still such a great idea because ideally, if, if you're really nitpicking, what would you add to the Lions right now? Most people would point to a deep threat receiver. Well, you're getting mm-hmm. one of those who was a top 15, well, top 15 pick, one of the best receiver prospects we've had in a long time. From a prospect standpoint, before he tore ACL in the national championship, this was one of the best premier wide receiver talents we had ever seen. So I, I, I have a hard time saying that was a bad pick because what happened afterwards with the suspension and the other injuries, you can't predict that kind of stuff. So to dial back the expectations a little bit is fair. And people are going, no matter what happens on Sunday, people are going to come at this guy, whether he has one catch, two catches, zero. There's a good chance he has zero catches on Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's not out of the question, but guess what? The Lions undoubtedly got better when he was on the field, because if you're a safety, if you're a defensive coordinator, you have to take into consideration his speed, regardless of whether he's getting open or creating separation. He can run. He has one career catch. You guys know how he got that catch? <laughs> he ran really fast down the field. Mm-hmm. And you have to worry about that when he's in the game. Even if he's in the game for 15 snaps, that's something you have to consider. And just by having him out there, the Lions offense got a little bit scarier, whether he's showing up on the stat sheet or not. Going into Sunday, at least right now, we're talking to you on Monday on, e- on Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. Near slip there. Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Ben Bosher, Brad Tunney, John Vacari with us inside our Blazy Electric Studios. Hi, Atop Dow Diamond. Thanks for hanging out on our first day as we uh, unveil The Mitt, which you can find us online, 1009themitt.com. The number to dial in, leave us a message, get your voice on air, or leave us a text message, 989-837-6125, 989-837-6125. Two, five. The uh, implied total right now, the over-under, is 45 for Sunday, and that's with an 8.5-point spread. Obviously, the Lions uh, lay in those 8.5. And, and, and so you're looking at right now an implied figure for that game of like 24 to, no, 26 to 
17 is kind of the total you're looking for there. Right. This is a game that the Lions are going to be playing ahead in, likely, home game against a dog in Carolina. I'll take the eight and a half. I'll just tell you right now. Okay. Well, we'll get to those picks on Thursday. Things may change. That line may change to nine, nine and a half. A lot of public money this year on the Lions, as we know. The uh, Panthers are awful, man. They are like, bad. God awful. Hard and, to and, watch. And they've bad. got the worst of the, of the two big name rookie quarterbacks too. Anthony Richardson's kind of on his own island right now, doing a great job. Uh, but between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, Stroud is a guy. Yeah, Stroud is a real guy in Houston. They nailed it. He is a real dude. Bryce Young. Not so much right now. And, and Will Anderson's also a real dude in Houston, which is even more interesting sure. how, how awesome they nailed the draft. And you look at what the Panthers did. In the trade, yeah. <laughs> they don't even have their pick this year. Right. Uh, so eight and a half right now. Lions going to be playing in, in, in front. I bring that up because of the Jamison Williams aspect of this of, look, you, you know, Lions may jump in front by two touchdowns in the first half and coast, may not throw him. I mean, if he gets three targets, no catches, like you said, may not be a total surprise. I think it's just good that you get him back two weeks early mm-hmm. because now he prepares two weeks sooner. If you weren't yeah. getting him back until after week six, he might not be ready to actually be full go until weeks eight or nine. And by that time, everyone has their roles in the offense. This is a st- at least still semi-early in the season to have longer, you know, two more weeks. This is this is a delayed them. return investment. Let it sit on the market for a bit. Don't throw money in. Don't day trade on Jamison Williams right now, all right? Let yeah. this sit for a moment. He gets two weeks not only to come back early. That's not the point. It's two weeks to be more prepared two weeks earlier down the road. And so let's see what he does come week seven, come week eight, come week nine. That's where I think we start to see a big burn from Jamison Williams as opposed to where we're sitting right now. We got a text coming in. Okay, what do you got? Asking when the Lions' first loss is going to be. Oh, yeah. Question for the station. Loving the show. Appreciate it. Got a number of 4152. Asking Ben, when is the Lions' first loss? Well, let's do when is the Lions' next loss. What do you got real quick? Well, here's the thing. You got to break the season up into chunks, right? And you're looking at these next three games, in my opinion. You had the first four, and then you got to take into consideration the next three. Panthers at home, on the road against uh, kind of a thriving Tampa Bay Buccaneers team led strange. by Baker Mayfield. One of those is surprises in the group this year. Nothing, nothing strange out of there to me. Baker Mayfield cooking. What's new? I think. T- okay, right. <laughs> you a fanboy. And then, uh, and then they go on the road to Baltimore. You got to get two out of out of those three games. Uh, if I'm just throwing them out there, I'd say yeah, probably that Ravens game. I mean, this is the NFL. You're not going to put together these crazy long win streaks consistently. Uh, so to get two and then lose to the Ravens, I'd be perfectly fine with. I'd be, I'd be 100% okay with that. And even if they blow Carolina out of the water and somehow it's like, whoa, why did we lose to the Bucks? I think they bounce back and beat the Ravens. It's just you got to take it in the season into chunks. So these next three weeks, just go two and one would be would be my thing. If I had to predict a loss, I'd say it's probably that, that Ravens game. That, those AFC North teams are tough to play on the road against. Ravens are good. Ravens are really I good. I think the Ravens are a real football team. Lamar started a little slow, obviously got the big money in the offseason. Ravens are a good football team. Well coached, always good defense. Tough to go into their barn and win, certainly. Again, want to continue to hear from you on this, the first day of Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Been an exciting launch day. You're listening to the only local sports talk show in the region, The Payoff, with Ben Bosher, John Vicari, and myself, Brad Tunney from Inside Our Blazy Electric Studios. I'm going to take a quick reset, but when we return, uh, we're talking about uh, quarter point of the Lions season. Who's the team MVP right now? That's right after this. 
to the station here on Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. Great fit for us. He's the voice of Fox Sports. He's the voice of Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd. And coincidentally enough, we're obviously housed here at Dow Diamond. He is the voice of Dodger baseball on the radio as well as all their imaging. In fact, while he was working through some of our stuff, getting ready for our launch day, he's working on Dodger playoff push audio. And so uh, happy to have Bob. You're going to hear a lot of him, big time voice uh, on the station uh, moving forward. Getting a couple more comments in via the text line, 989-837-6125. That's 989-837-6125. Got a text in from a number uh, 2783. Glad to hear familiar voices. Excited for the new station. Uh, A couple of others coming in. Again, go Lions. That's good to see. Uh, A little bit more of I'm never listening to what does the Fox say. Again, hey, don't blame me on that. That's how I wake up every morning. Right. Well, it it has been ingrained in my head uh, recently. That is, uh, yeah, tough. I'm shooting over to Facebook now to take a peek at what we got going on there. Some comments coming in on Facebook. Let us know. Uh, good luck on your new venture, guys. Thanks. Coming in from Big T, Terry Mativa. Uh, is the huge show going to be on anymore? Yes. Every weekday, as it has been for the better part of 15 years on 100.9 FM, 3 to 6, with our guy Bill Simonson. And uh, he'll be joined as a partner of the Michigan Media Network here in the state with uh, X's and Bros. Anthony Bellino is on the station 6 to 9 each and every morning uh, on the station. Yeah, we're pumped up. Ben, how did you get here, man? How did I get here? Yeah. Like today in a car? It, actually, that was, yes, was a question mark for a while. You got your tire replaced? Oh, well, it wasn't my tires. It was my brake. I was brakes. in the middle of driving right. in Mount Pleasant last week, and my brakes just pfft, right to the pedal to the ground. That's scary. You're, I was horrified. You were on the highway or no? Uh, no, I'd be dead driving. if I was on the highway yeah, when that happened. That's scary uh, stuff. Guys that have lost their people that have lost their brakes on the expressway before, you know what we're talking about here. That is yeah, scary it, stuff. I was luckily only going like 15 miles an hour, so I was able to manage my way around around town. But uh, yeah, that, that was a pretty alarming uh, few few minutes there. Um, how did I get here in general? Well, I took the f- job as the the on field host, courtesy of uh, some people over at Central Michigan. And then I think I annoyed you all summer long by sending you stuff for my radio show over there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, will you listen to this? 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 Over and over. And then eventually I think you just gave me a job. Well, I said, hey, he doesn't suck. Yeah. Let's see That's if, a good uh, way to put it. Yeah, he doesn't suck. We'll see what he sounds like here. And uh, yeah, everything just kind of came together. Um, you know, we had been exploring some options. And over the last six weeks, all this came together. Shout out to a lot of folks here in the front office that have really helped. Front office of the Loons, that is. Elizabeth Getzanger, who's hanging out with us in the studio right now. Great job on the logo, the brand kit, the website, helping us out along the way. Um, Chris Mudhank, president of the Great Lakes Loons, appreciate his support, guidance over the last couple of weeks. Eric Ramsayer is a vice president here with the Loons, has been tremendous in his support, helping me organize and, and do some other things on, on the front of launching this. Uh, Joel Volk, again, in the Loons ticket office as a resource, as, as a veteran of radio, to get us ready for this moment, had a ton of great insight. And so appreciate everyone who was involved, other folks in the ticket office, Ricky Risman, Kevin Schunk, uh, Brian Worsley on the marketing side of things, Jimmy Mativa, great work as always on the video side of things, Eric Vandeweifer's support. I mean, just a lot of help that went into uh, this moment today. I'm excited for people to see a different part of me, a different side of me. Everyone, uh, Anyone who's been to Dive Diamond has seen on-field host Ben. That Ben's great, but now you're well, about to get Lions fan Ben. Yes. But I'm going to be fair with you. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm a Lions fan. There's no secret That's behind right. that. As we all are. But I'm going to be brutally honest with you about all these other Detroit teams as well. Because there's, I mean, 
The Lions are great and all right now, but, you know, some of these other teams have problems. And all we're right. going to be honest about it. Let's jump back into it. Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. You're listening to The Payoff, 6 to 7 weekdays here on 100.9 FM. Uh, no stress, Lions Monday. Sure also, is. somewhat of a quarter point. I know we're playing 18 games or 18 weeks in the NFL now, so it kind of throws off what is a typical quarter point. But four games mm-hmm. out of 17, we can kind of check in. We've got no stress right now on a Monday. We've got nothing really to worry about with the Lions. They played Thursday. We watched a, what was an, an unbelievable slate of games yesterday. We've got Taylor Swift on the banner of the NFL Twitter page now. She's taken over. My wife is interested in the NFL now, interested, I think, in just the way Travis Kelsey looks. I like the way he plays. He's on my fantasy team. But, uh, you know, everyone is invested in the NFL right now, as they should. Do we need to touch on the Toy Story game? Oh, we probably should. Did you should. watch any of that? Uh, I didn't watch it live, but I saw some clips from it. It was, like, scary You're realistic. young enough to like that, right? You enjoyed it? <laughs> yes, I'm, oh, sure I'm an seven infant, years right? old. Yeah, you like Toy Story. You like it. You like uh <laughs> You like the animated movie, dude. The, the original Toy Story came out before both me and him were born. That's that is a good point. Not me though. I guess you're dating no, me. Yeah, you're Brad, yeah. Grandpa Brad. The station no, but Brad's still a kid. First, remember, first That's, Toy Story came out in 1995. My my birth year. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta wait. Do so, when's your birthday? March sixth. When John, you got to do some some digging. I'll, here, I can I can look it up too. Uh, by the way, underrated and all that. Obviously, Haley's a big fan of Travis Kelsey, and that, so that's why Brad went with the shorter haircut. Also, speaking of Travis, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Travis Kelsey or and uh, Taylor Swift, pop stars, I heard you're a bitty, pretty big Usher fan. Yeah, I am. I and was he's stoked. doing the, uh, yeah. the halftime show. I was stoked about the Super Bowl this year. Uh, we'll spend plenty of time on that coming up. For don't don't distract me on my musical interests here. Nine eight nine eight three seven sixty one twenty five. We're checking out on who the MVP of the Lions is right now. For me, look. Personally, it's Jared Goff. I know he's a oh, quarterback. I, I know it's easy. Goff has exceeded expectations. You know, I think uh, when it comes to quarterbacking, you know, you'll start to learn kind of some some quirks about us. For me, quarterbacking, you almost can't grade a guy in the NFL until he's like in his late 20s. There right. are some standouts, right? There are some some guys that are, are a little bit different. But for pocket passers, like a guy like Goff, like a Matt Stafford, who we had for a lot of years and enjoyed, it takes pocket passers almost into their 30s to really develop and work into their prime, except for the all-timers. Right? Pat Mahomes, you don't got to wait on him. He was great at 24. Well, he's not a pocket passer. Well, sure, but is not a Cam Newton-style runner. Right. He's not an Anthony Richardson-style runner. He's not a Michael Vick-style runner. Well, ever since Mahomes came into the league, it just completely changed the landscape of what you need to be to be an Correct. NFL prospect. Like, you, you there get is the, no traditional pocket passers coming out of college anymore. You get the Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the uh, the Jalen Hurtses. Like, you look get at, those guys that are hybrids. Look at all these guys coming into this year's draft class. Every single one of them can move. You can't be a stiff quarterback anymore coming into the league, which gives, like, even more credit to Jared Goff for sticking around because... As much as I like to joke around, like he had that rushing touchdown on on, uh, on good, Thursday, man. Hey, yeah, he looked good off his too. legs. Yeah, and once in a while he can do it, but like when it comes to actually like navigating a pocket, he's he's not the best at it. But luckily, the Lions have one of the best offensive lines and have set him up tremendously to succeed. You say it, it's a bit of a cop out to pick a quarterback as your MVP. I don't think so at all because listen, I know he threw he's thrown three picks this year and he went on that crazy long run uh, of, of not throwing a pick to uh, close out last season. Listen, I, I get the picks have happened, but to me, he's playing the best football of his life right now. Mm-hmm. The way he's going through reads and taking the guy who's open. Yeah, some of those throws have been like a uh, alarming 
alarming to say the least, like that first throw against the Packers, but he bounced back. And in years past, you don't see that. You see Jared Goff continue to just spiral out of control. He's playing the best football of his life right now. He's the most confident he's been in his life right now. And I think the coaching staff and management has instilled that in him. And I don't think that's crazy at all for you to pick Jared Goff because if you have, I think Jared Goff's a well above average quarterback and you watch Sundays now. Oh my gosh. It feels like there's a crazy amount of just awful quarterbacks in the league right now. Mm -hmm. Like hurts to watch bad quarterbacks. You got a name. I've got lots of them. Bryce Young, as we already mentioned. Bryce earlier. Young, yeah. Desmond, Desmond Ritter, Ritter, Sam Howell. I mean, Sam Howell's actually not. Yeah, Zach Wilson, Russell Wilson. Like, there's an insane amount of just awful. Josh Dobbs, whoever the heck the backup was for the Browns this weekend was awful. DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson. Right on the money. He was terrible. There's like, a, ETR, a baby. Yeah. Desmond Ritter, did I already say him? Yeah, but you can mention him again. He's been that bad. Here's a uh, real quick. John just sent me a quick note here. Uh, the game two weeks from now. So this Sunday, we're giving away tickets to Lions, Panthers, thanks to Garber Chevy of Midland. Uh, lower bowl seats, $500 value. We're giving those away on Thursday. The following week, Lions are at Tampa. That game has been flexed to the afternoon slot. It's moving to 425. Oh. And so a little bit of a some national presence there for the Lions. Playing at 425. Schefter just uh, reporting that. And so uh, back to golf momentarily. Uh, a lot of people discredit Goff and then, oh, he's just going through his reads. Like, oh, he's just taking the easy. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's hard to do. A lot of quarterbacks are incapable of doing that. And yeah, Goff's not one of those guys where you look at Mahomes, you look at Josh Allen. They're going to get you to the playoffs every year, no matter what, no matter how bad your team is. Yeah, Goff's not that guy, but he can do everything else you ask him to do if you set him up to succeed. Take PFF for what it is, for a grain of salt, but they have him as the third best quarterback right now in the NFL. Uh, here's something you can't argue no matter what, whether you like PFF or not. He's the second most 20-yard passing plays in the NFL right now. So anyone who says, oh, well, he can't throw a deep ball, well, that's not true at all. He, he showed a, a tremendous ability to do it last year and has continued to do it this year as well. No thanks to some of his weapons like Sam Laporta, um, Amonra St. Brown. Josh Reynolds has been really good this year, but I think most of that credit just goes to Jared Goff for putting all these balls just right on the money. He has been tremendous all season long outside of three throws. And I get it. You can harp on the three throws. Those are going to cost you a game eventually. But, man, oh, man, it, it, it really does feel like he's been playing the best quarterbacking of his life, dating all the way back to his uh, Sean McVay days. That's right. 989-837-6125. Let us keep hearing from you on the text line, giving uh, a couple of more uh, texts coming in here. Uh, from Kevin, Brian Branch is the Lions MVP thus far. Yeah. Swiss Army knife on defense, flies all over the field making plays. How about that? It's it's hard to put rookies into like the MVP conversation. It's almost like a different category to me at least. But it speaks to what he's done defensively oh, yeah. in a unit that was probably the worst in football last year, and that's that back seven. Realistically, the entire 11 last year was probably the worst yeah. defense in football. Uh, Brian for the first Branch, half of the year. Brian Branch uh, has been incredible. Honorable mention should just be the rookie class on the defensive side of the ball. I don't know if there's been a rookie class in the NFL on a defensive side of the ball that's made that immediate of an impact. I mean, Campbell and Branch, right out of the gate against the Chiefs, looked like veterans in the league. So I I, I wouldn't, maybe an honorable mention in terms of this category, but I think it's worth a mention. I don't think it's even a question that the Lions had the best rookie class and we're only four weeks in. Look at what Sam Laporta's, he looks like the new George Kittle. Yeah. Like, he is George Kittle with good knees. (laughs) Yeah. How long does that last though? Yeah. Hopefully forever. Um, I think it's hard to, if we're talking about the MVP, 
we're, we're, we're hammering Goff, and to his credit, he's doing it without a, an elite wide receiver room. I know Amonra St. Brown is there, who, in my opinion, is the the best player on this team. I always thought it was Panay Sewell. These holding penalties are getting a little annoying, so I just had to bump Amonra up to that number one spot because even Amonra St. Brown's worst days are better than pretty much every receiver in the NFL's best days outside of the 1%. He's been so good. He's, to me, the best player in uh, or on the Detroit Lions right now. So and you take him away from this offense. What does Jared Goff look like? How are they moving the ball? Those are questions I don't want to know the answer to. We saw it a little last year, and it was quite alarming. Text from an 8124 number. Hammer the Lions spread, whatever it is. Again, right now, eight and a half going into Sunday. Fairly big number. That's obviously well beyond a touch. And uh, they're again, looking for revenge. Yeah, eighty-one twenty-four. Also texting in. Yes, keep giving Brad all the crap. Man, <laughs> it's tough. I love that text. That's right. This is the all-new Sports Radio one hundred point nine. The Mitt. You can dial us up. Leave us a message. Your audio going to be played on air. Give us some compliments. Tell us what you hate. Even if you say, "Hey, screw you guys. I hate the new station." We want to hear yeah. that too. Leave us a message. Nine eight nine eight three seven. 6125. You can send us texts as well to get your thoughts. Again, we're online at 1009themit.com. And we've got more coming from the only local sports show in the region, The Payoff, right after this. Everybody looks good at home? Well, not everybody. The Panthers certainly don't look good at home. That's true. We got a few more streamers to pop off here. There's a little bit of smoke that comes from these things. They're, they're a little scary, to be They're honest. About to set off the detectors. Yeah, just some some dollar store uh, poppers. Anyway, we're back on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Glad to have you with us. Live and local from 6 to 7 every single day during the week, hoping to become a part of your drive time commute. Uh, we've got local sports coming your way in the mornings, too, 6 to 9 with Anthony Bellino and X's and Bros. And so your, uh, your drive time commute to work. Uh, just got to way better from what it was. We'll be local with the uh, talk of the Lions and the Wolverines and Michigan State Spartans and all of those favorite teams that you love each and every morning, plus the huge show, plus Dan Patrick, plus Colin Cowherd. We've got the NFL on Westwood One coming your way. In fact, tonight, Monday night football on 100.9, Thursday night football coming up. We've got Sunday night football each and every week as well. We'll see how John's Giants fare this evening. They are hosting Seattle. We've got our picks coming up later in the show with Mark Pearson, WNEM-TV5 Sports Director. Right now, Seahawks favored in that one as a dog going cross-country, a favorite going cross-country to take on John's Giants. We'll see what he has to say. I know he's done a little bit of crying, a little bit of sulking. Me too, though. Me too, though. I drafted Daniel Jones everywhere this year <laughs> in fantasy football. Why? I was trying to be a friend of John, and he screwed me. Uh, they- <laughs> hey, he had one of the best halves in NFL history against Arizona, so let's Thank relax. You. But no, I mean, everything that's happened today, we're so excited. The launch of a station. I'm going to be put down to earth this evening, and you know what? I, I deserve it. Right. So. John's real excited. You know, he's heavily caffeinated, getting ready for the launch day show. Uh, probably just devouring a six-pack when he gets home. Nah, we'll see. Uh, well, two I, of we'll them. We'll see. Yeah, not a six-pack, a 16-pack. Oh, wow, yeah, there you yeah, go. Whole case, put that out yeah, there. Sure. Uh, let's jump back into some Lions quarter point MVP talk. Again, we can hear from you, 989-837-6125. I'll get another comment coming in on the text line from Bill. He says, by the way, we've been to several Loons games over the past several years. We have always been treated super well. All the employees, young and old, do a great job. Hey, that's awesome. Retirees from Dow Chemical. Uh, thanks for the shout-out there, Bill, uh, and thanks for listening uh, today. 
989-837-6125. Leave us a message on the phone line or send us a text right now. Excited to hear from you. I'm Brad. He's Ben. We've got John with us as well inside of our Blazy Electric Studios. Jared Goff's the team MVP for me right now. Quarterback, having the best year of his career. Mm -hmm. Granted, he is playing behind probably a top two or three offensive line in the league. You talk about them. You talk about the Eagles in terms of O-line. He's got a, a really good receiving core right now. In fact, playing above expectation, even beyond Amon Ra. I think it's mostly just because of him. Like well, I, the and Sam Laporta play- too. Yes, yes. And, and Sam Laporta has been unreal. But the rest of the receivers, I don't think, I don't think the wide receiver room is like elite by any means. No, and Jared we know Goff's that. Just making them look yeah. really good. It's not the Dolphins' receiver room. No, no, no one. It's not the, the Eagles' receiver room. Uh, and so the MVP for me is Jared Goff. Uh, that's completely reasonable. Uh, Jared Goff, certainly one of my top candidates. But what was the biggest problem this team had last year? It was the ability to stop the run, or should I say the lack of ability to stop the run. And right now, the Detroit Lions rank first in the NFL in yards allowed per game on, uh, on the ground. 60 yards per game. That's all they're allowing right now. So I don't get how you can not point to the defense a little bit for not only playing great football, but just succeeding the wildest, our wildest expectations as to what this defense could be. So I'm looking at Aiden Hutchinson right now, who everyone was all worked up, not only to start his career that he couldn't get a sack, but to start this season that he couldn't get a sack. He was showing up, like on film, he was just a monster. You're watching him and he's just dominating whoever's trying to block him. But he couldn't get home and it was starting to become... I don't want to say a problem, but something to kind of scratch your head out. And you you were like, why is he not getting home? Well, Aaron Glenn started moving him around a little bit, letting him go at different offensive offensive linemen. It feels like every time he's lined up or switches onto a guard, he wins the matchup. Well, now we're looking at it, and he leads the league in pressures. Now we're looking at it, and and Aiden Hutchinson, uh, second in the league in hurries with 19. 27 pressures, by the way. He's been fantastic. Not only... Getting after the quarterback, and and the Lions the last two weeks have really up uh, like increased their ability to get after the quarterback after not being able to do it against the backup offensive line essentially against Seattle. They've just been so dominant that defun- that defensive front has been just like I said, succeeded our wildest expectations as to what this could be. And without Aiden Hutchinson out there every single play, I don't know if you guys have seen. His, the percentage of plays he's playing, his snap count, is just through the roof. It's like 94% uh, of defensive plays he's in the game, which is unreal numbers for still putting up the most pressures in the league. I, I think Aiden Hutchinson deserves a vote for MVP for me. Okay. To me, and, and we talked about this in a pre-show meeting too, Aiden Hutchinson to me is like already a top 10, if not five, pass rusher in the sport. You talk about some of the best pass rushers in the league right now. Miles Garrett doing his dance on the defensive line for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. An unbelievable defense. Cleo Mack had six sacks yesterday. Yeah, but he was like really bad the first three weeks. He of the has season. been terrible. That's correct. Like his win percentage was zero up until this he, week. He, was, he had been really bad, which is shocking. Like in terms of starting yeah. uh, pass rushers, PFF had him like almost graded last yeah. in terms of player grades. Um, Hutchinson is, is real young. And he is yet already in that conversation. I well, think he was drafted second overall not to be a, a good player on a defense. That's true. He was drafted second overall to be the anchor of a defense. And a position that executes pretty early in their career. This is not a tight end or, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of other positions that kind of struggle corner. out of the gate. Corner, yeah. Tough, tough to be a good corner right away. Um, yeah, defensive ends. 
when they're drafted, they're expected to contribute in a big way early. Mm-hmm. And there was some concern, right? We were watching that Chiefs game. Like, first of all, can we get that left tackle to stop moving early? Yeah. And then, uh, like, we we're all screaming at our televisions. And, uh, I mean, he is winning on every down, spin moves, double teams, movement before the snap. Awesome to watch. Oh, yeah. Even, like, when he's not getting home to the quarterback, he's dominating his offensive linemen and wearing them down throughout the course of the game. And we've seen that a couple different times throughout the season. By the end of the game, it seems like Aiden Hutchinson is still thriving, which, and by the time the offensive line is worn down and and tired, which is crazy because, like I said, he's playing like 94% of the snaps, which is unheard of. And I guess the Lions don't have uh, another star at that that position right now, with James Houston, the second best pass rusher on the team, out. I, I would say the rest of that unit is subpar, frankly. But they're playing yeah. out of their minds right now, and I think you take away Hutchinson from that, and that all changes. I really worry about what this team would look like without Hutchinson right now. And, and back to the point I was saying, like, you don't draft this guy to be a good player, and I think a lot of people are kind of hesitant to be like, Hutchinson's not the MVP of this team. Hutchinson's not the best player on this team. What are we talking about? He's, he's still too young. To your point, you want these guys to be good immediately. He's the highest overall draft pick on the... Well, Jared Goff was the highest overall draft pick on the team. But he's the highest overall guy the Lions have drafted. He's second overall. Not to And look at the other guys that went ahead of him and before him at the same position. He is just blowing them out of the water in terms of production. Trevon Walker down in Jacksonville is looking like, not a bad pick, but it sure looks like they could yep. use Aiden Hutchinson yep, right yep, now. Yep, and yep. Kayvon Thibodeau out in New York. Uh, John, you want to... John <laughs> Cricket's in there you wanna, or what? You want to talk about him? Yeah, he's just like Aiden Hutchinson. He just doesn't sack the quarterback. <laughs> oh, and what's the goal of edge rushers in the NFL? To pressure the quarterback. Oh, I don't even think oh. he does that. But he though, dances does he? a lot, so that's pretty cool. Okay. You know, when he gets a sack, he does mm. like a little shimmy and stuff. Look, we don't want to piss off John too much, well, right? He's going to be already sad watching the game tonight. He doesn't dance as well as Aiden Hutchinson, though. Got that. He doesn't have the leg. opportunities to because he right. doesn't get to the quarterback. I, I don't think we're too far away, and maybe this is premature for a guy in Aiden that's what twenty three, just turned twenty three yeah. at the beginning of the season. I don't think we're too far away from a national dialogue around him. Yeah, He has to be buoyed by a little bit of a better defense. This is still probably an average group overall through the first four weeks. Uh, Not on paper. That we start hearing conversations nationally as these games, again, two weeks from now that Buccaneers game just got flexed to the afternoon, afternoon window for the Lions, where he is mentioned in the likes of Nick Bosa and TJ Watt and Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons and Max Crosby, and these elite edge rushers in the NFL. You've got one on the defensive side of the ball on him. You've got one on the offensive side of the ball on Penay. And you've got a quarterback that's playing out of his mind right now. You've got a football team, obviously, uh, deserving of being cheered for across this gray state. And we'll be doing it each and every day right here on the payoff from 6 to 7, Monday through Friday. This is the all-new Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. And when we return, we've got the sports director of WNEM TV5, Mark Pearson, in our Blazy Electric studios to hang out for the final half hour of the show today. That's next. That's right. We're back on the payoff here on Sports Radio 100.9 The Mitt. Brad, Ben, John, and now joined by Sports Director at WNEM TV5, Mark Pearson, man. How's it going? It's going fantastic. It's been fun. I was been here the whole you know hour and a half. You guys have been going at it. And you guys are crushing it. This is fun. You guys had a great crowd outside. Obviously, your audience can't see it, but people were clapping, cheering, and uh, people are going to love this show. So I'm excited to, to be on with you guys. Yeah, it went, uh, looked like things were going great out there. Uh, Sports Radio 100.9, the Mitts director of sales, Rich Juday, uh, Hall of Famer Rich Juday is how we call him around here, Michigan State Spartan. 
And, uh, you know, he was uh, holding court out there, had a, had a lot of folks hanging out with us inside and outside of our Blazy Electric Studios. Just couldn't be more thankful for everyone that came out as a part of the launch today uh, for what, uh, look, we're, we're just super stoked about. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's great having, you know, Mark on board with us. We do a ton of high school coverage. We see you guys in and out of games, high school gyms, high school fields, but you've only been around the region for about five months now? Yeah, four months. Four months. <laughs> and so give a little background on where the heck you came from. Yeah, no, great question. So I'm originally from Rockford High School. So better Shout than I go, go Rams. Go Rams. Yeah. A little Ram pride. Uh, then I went, spent four years at Butler University, sports media grad there. And then uh, my first gig was actually out in North Dakota, Grand Forks, North Dakota, where the University hey, of North Dakota is. that's the industry, is. right? We're sports, sports people, you got to go somewhere you don't want to go for a while. Yes, so that was ABC, but I actually loved it out there. Great hockey, great hockey out there, of yes. course. Yes. And then uh, my next gig was in uh, Champaign, Illinois. Um, I was at a city called Decatur, Illinois, which mm-hmm. is small, but of course got to cover the University of Illinois, went to a Bears training camp, all that kind of good stuff. Two years in, was able to take the sports director role there. And then about four years into that, came over here, um, and now I've been absolutely loving it at TV5. Um, it's hard to believe that I've been out of college now for seven years. I don't want to date myself. Same, brother. I'm same. the oldest one in the in the room. You guys make me feel really? old. Really? You're 94? I'm 93. 93? Yes. Talk about grandpa in the booth over here, John. Three O's this year. Wow. Well, congrats. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, then there's me. I'm 13. Yeah, yes. 13. Didn't even drive himself here is the crazy no, thing. No, my mom sent him an Uber, me. yeah. Um, well, look, Mark's kicking tail over there at WNEM TV5. Glad to have him in the region, joined by a sports team of Austin Sumwitz, Cole Martins. And, uh, you know, Mark, I, you t- said you were at the Tigers game yesterday. I was. We've been talking through some Miggy moments. You're a Michigander guy. You got any moments in mind or, or oh, maybe man. the feel of yesterday? The Mariano Rivera 2013. I believe yeah. it was August of 2013 against the Yankees. That's got to be mine. Uh, we got that. John, hit yeah. it. Yeah. Poor John. Fly ball, right field, hit well, way back. That ball is up, and he's done it again. Incredible. Miguel Cabrera is just absolutely unbelievable. Incredible. He cannot be stopped. Sometimes he's better off to walk. You gotta be kidding me. There you go. Yeah, it's got to be that one just because he was injured at the time. Mariano Rivera, of course, you know, Hall of Famer. And Miggy just doesn't care. Just took him yard. And, uh, of course, it was against the, the Yankees, which we, we like to razz on John about. But for everybody sure. likes to beat the Yankees, right? Yes. Um, so that was, that's got to be mine for sure. But yesterday, certainly, um, if I am biased, would say yesterday. Because seeing him out there one last time, I know that A.J. Hinch, before the game, a reporter asked him, you know, how many at-bats is he going to get? And A.J. Hinch goes, well, that's tough because if he hits a home run, do I take him out after the first one? And then everybody's upset with me from then on, (laughs) you know? Yeah, the Um, answer's yes. Yeah, right? (laughs) And on a homer, it would not be a bad idea. Um, But it was an interesting moment there in the seventh inning when, obviously, the double play ended the inning, and Miggy came off the field, and the fans there all reacted. Everybody thought that was it, right? And then the eighth inning comes, and he trots out. And just that whole just stadium lost their minds. It was incredible. And then, of course, just like a script, came right to him, picked it. He talked about it afterwards, yeah. too, and was, was like, yeah, it was a pretty good play, wasn't it? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, it was pretty good. Well, shoot, at this point <laughs> in his career, there were some comments made by him yesterday and some folks digging on it. Like, he hasn't 
fielded a ground ball Correct. even in BP nope. in over a calendar year. Correct. He hasn't oh, fielded goodness. a ground ball on the infield in, in a, a real game in 25 months or something, yeah. and yet was still there in a back pick and, uh, and then carried it through himself. Did you see he ended up using Spencer Torkelson's glove? Yes. Awesome he didn't even, yeah. He didn't even have a Signed fielder's it. glove? After the game, and that's his gift to, to, to Torque. Yeah, the I glove was great. So cool. Had to ask Torque for his glove, signed it, put 3,000 hits, nope. uh, two time MVP, triple crown, kind of put his accomplishments. You imagine what that looks like on the mantle at Spencer oh, yeah. Torkelson's place? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It, it's funny because the season ends and it felt for some re- uh, not for some reason, for a good reason, it felt like October ball. The crowd oh, yeah. would, especially during the Miggy at bats, silent yeah. and then really loud. Mm-hmm. And then, and it felt like a playoff baseball game. And it's funny because you look at what this team could possibly do next year, and it's like a little taste of potentially what we could see next year. What a crowd looks like. Absolutely. You know, finished second in the AL Central. I I get it. It's the AL Central, and there were struggles there. But, you know, that's actually a good miserable division of baseball. But there was some steps taken by the Tigers this year. Some of their young prospects, especially Torkelson, especially the last couple months, just (sighs) turned it on. And so I, I agree. There, there could be a little something building in Detroit, uh, mm-hmm. we hope, because outside the Lions, it's a little bleak at the moment with Detroit sports. Yes. So uh, I do think the Red Wings take another step, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, but the Miguel Cabrera moment, especially when he when he lost it, there's no crying in baseball. But I can tell you in the press box, there were some, there were some tears and some eyes. Um, not just myself, but people around me. Um, it, was, it was an emotional moment in Comerica Park. Uh, the music that they were playing made it that much uh, worse if you were trying to hold back the tears. Um, but he was just a class act. Uh, one funny story, he, of course, before the game walked down the same tunnel that he's been walking down all, you know, every game of his career. And there's a bunch of cameras, of course, getting him coming down the tunnel. And true Miggy fashion, he stops about halfway and he goes, what happened, guys? <laughs> What's going on? What's happening? Under- and so just he, he just the Mickey moment for me, and that's something yeah. I'll take away from that last day. An underrated moment from that game yesterday that I caught on the broadcast was his kids announcing his yes. first at-bat. That's probably going to get lost in the shuffle of everything that happened yesterday, but that was a cool moment. Very cool, yes. And people reacted to it. You could tell that that people realized what was going on. Um, but but as you mentioned, Ben, like the whole day, it felt like October baseball. Mm-hmm. People were so excited to be there. That place was packed. I'm sure everybody saw the pregame where they all held up the signs. And, you know, it was just a magical day at the ballpark and a game that meant nothing, you know, statistically to any of the players, but it meant so much to all the baseball fans and, of course, obviously to Miguel Cabrera. You got a favorite uh, team, favorite player in, in Detroit history? Uh, it's got to be Calvin Johnson for me. Okay. Um, but Miguel Cabrera would be a very very close second. Okay. Yeah. So what, that was a special moment. What did you me. play in high school at Rockford? Um, so I, I played basketball over at okay. Rockford. Yes. So I actually, funny story, lost to Saginaw high in the state championship in 2012. In 12. That was a, uh, that would not have been a Draymond team. No. Uh, Draymond was in six and seven. And those 2012 teams, those were that for, that was the first year of Julian Taylor at, at Saginaw. I believe so. Yeah. I he believe took over so. for Lou Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Julian Taylor slid in. And, uh, yeah, took that team to a state championship. That was a little bit before I got to the market. A lot of good Saginaw teams, though. So covering it, my first game at Saginaw High yeah. coming this winter, it's going to be a little, little tough to look up in the Raptors and see that 12 <laughs> for that state championship banner. Yeah. It's going to be a little tough That's for okay. me. That's okay. That's all okay. right. So you, you're a Rockford basketball alum. Yes. Went through the program. I think we need to compare stats. I scored four points my senior year. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's probably why I'm talking on uh, this microphone and not 
What, what are you like LeBron? six four? How tall are like you? Six three. Six three. But okay. in high school, I was like when I, my senior year, I was like one hundred and forty pounds and couldn't shoot the basketball. Right. So I was just like like a buck forty five now, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, four points. What do you what do you got? What do you got on that? I had a little bit more than four points. Ah, not much like more. Six, eight. But I was more of the the energetic guy coming off the bench. Right. Right. Yeah, you had so a role. I, was the I, energetic I knew my guy role. on the bench. There you go. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I, I was the the more defensive three and D type of player. Um, took the occasional shot, but mm-hmm. always loved matching up against the the other you know opponent's best player or or one of their bigger players. So that was always kind of my role. Uh, points scoring points was not necessarily in that. You're listening to Mark Pearson right now, sports director here at WNEM TV five on launch day of Sports Radio 100.9 The Mid. Again, if you want to get involved with the show, nine eight nine eight three seven sixty one twenty five nine eight nine eight three seven. 6125. Send us a text. Leave us a voice message. We want to hear your voice on our answering machines when I get done with the show today because I want to put it on the air for you guys so we can listen from you on the station, this all-new sports era in the Great Lakes Bay region. We did have one text come in. Brad, when you say Goff is MVP, look at his stats since he got to Detroit and look at Stafford since he got to L.A. That's why I support the nod for Goff to MVP. So a bit of a more macro approach of, hey, the move was correct, moving off of Stafford, getting Goff, developing him for a year or two, working him into his prime. He said Stafford got a ring, sure, but I ask who won the trade. Uh, Stats are almost identical. He thought we did. So a bit of a more macro approach there. Uh, We're talking about quarter point of the season MVP for the team. I thought it was Goff. Gives a little bit of perspective there for folks to look back and think, man, yeah, it probably was the right move. Because I'll tell you right now, I was not – a fan of trading away Stafford. Well, and uh, it's paid off. I mean, yes, both teams. I think. It's a mutual- okay, let, let's not kid ourselves. The Rams won the trade. They won a Lombardi Trophy, but the Lions still are huge benefiters yes, from this trade. Yes, for sure. Can we maybe say the MVP this far in is Brad Holmes? Oh, yes, love yes. that because guy not he has built this thing from the ground up. Yes, and has been fun. You mentioned the trade, right? And as Ben mentioned. The Rams won the trade, right? They got yeah. the trophy they wanted for now. But oh my, if Detroit now, granted, I might say it, win a playoff game, easy, go to a go to something they haven't gone to in a while. Come on now, then we Gas might then we might come back to this trade and say, who won it then? That's right. You know, so it, it's my MVP this far in four games would have to be Brad Holmes because this rookie class has been nothing but outstanding. And we've said that every year he's been yes. in the yeah, office. Have. And it's good to say that about a GM and, yes, and the team is. you cheer for. Listen, again, today is launch day at Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. We've got a lot of uh, education points for the listeners. Right? We've gone over the the layout of the station format, Fox Sports affiliate, X's and Bros with Anthony Bellino in the morning, Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd in your afternoon lunchtime drive, the huge show from 3 to 6, and then the payoff, which you're listening to right now, each and every day from 6 to 7. Now, when we've got play-by-play stuff coming up at night, Loons baseball, Thursday night, Monday night football, we might have some Michigan State football, basketball during the week. We've got high school sports throughout the season. The show's got to be cut short just a little bit, as it does tonight. We've got our Monday night high school football replay of a pretty good game down at Bullet Creek on Friday night. John Vacari had the call for us, so we're getting to that at 6.50, just like we would on a normal high school football Friday. And then Monday night football tonight on the air, Seattle at the New York Giants. 
for the finish of week four in the NFL. But first, we'll take one final timeout, come back. We're doing picks for that game tonight. Ben said he's got a lock for us. Stay tuned. How should you bet Monday night football? We'll do it after this. All right. It seems like we've got a planted text here coming down the line at 989-837-6125. To be honest with you, I don't know if this was sent by John himself sitting here in the studios. From a number 0403, great work squad, happy to be a listener into this new era of Michigan sports radio. Goff for Lions MVP. He's exactly what Detroit needed. And honestly, dot, 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 John Vacari just sounds so handsome. Best of luck, gentlemen. No way it says That comes from JB. Check the text line. Oh, my God. There's no shot. John, did your dad send that in? Your mom? Who sent that in? No, that's Jane Becker, the new in-arena host for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ah, okay, Uh, so it is one of your boys. No listener that thought, okay, yeah, he sounds real handsome. I get it. (laughs) He totally could have just, like, told us that. Yeah, you could have played that off way better. That was an honest play. Yeah, it was. Very honest play. Hey, you know, there's all everyone's listening. That no extending the truth from John Vacari today. Look, we've only got <laughs> they about, haven't seen Bosch yet, so you know, right? Eventually realize he's anyone who's been to a Loons game has seen. You'll him. soon learn that John <laughs> loves this guy Ben. Great hair. They both have really good hair. Way better I than mine. I can second that. Well, yeah, I, I love John. I know. That's I why Ben. That's why okay. it works. You're all right though. That's why it works. Anyway, we've got Mark Pearson here, sports director, WNEM TV Five, joining us on the launch day here at Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Again, continue to send in your text. The text line doesn't go dead when we go off the air. It stays up. Ben, John, myself will be back here each and every day from 6 to 7. If you send us a text at 3 a.m., we'll get it. We'll read it the next day. 989-837-6125. That's 989-837-6125. Leave us a message as well. We're going to be listening back to all those voice messages on the... uh, I don't know, it's not a tape anymore. It's like on the digital little phone screen that we got here in the offices, whatever it is, and uh, hoping to pull some of those to put on the air in the next couple of weeks as well. Monday Night Football on the air with us tonight, though. Again, if you haven't heard, Westwood One coverage of the NFL live each and every week here on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. And that starts tonight with Monday Night Football. It continues with Thursday Night Football. It continues over the weekend with Sunday night football. And tonight, it's the Seattle Seahawks at the New York Giants. Right here in just a couple of minutes, fellas, because we've got a replay of Hemlock at Bullet Creek from Friday night coming up as well. But let's get into it. Right now, I've got a line, and maybe you guys can can alter that for me if you got one, Ben. But I've got Seattle laying two and a half on the road across country at MetLife. Ben, where do you start with? Uh, I mean, I don't want anything to do with this line, to be honest. Uh, to be honest, oh, you're I'm, standing I, clear, huh? No, nah, I've got something else. To be honest, home dog primetime, I'm I'm taking that team, and I get it. I like I like Seattle better on paper, but these primetime games are do so, you? Yeah, they're so weird though. Look at John over there doing his little poses. I, I'm, if I have <laughs> to pick someone, I'm taking the Giants. Everyone's on Seattle. No one's respects this Giants team whatsoever. It's the perfect reason for them to cover. Uh, because that just is what makes sense. The NFL has no rhyme or reason for what happens. That's what yesterday told me. So I'll, I like Seattle. Uh, I like the Giants with the line, but I got something else for you guys. What's your engagement on the sports books, Mark, before we get back to Ben there? What do you mean by that? Like, how active are you? Oh, a little bit. Okay. I dabble. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I would take, I would take personally, I would take the Seattle line. And just because, like you said, on paper, makes way too much sense. And this is a Giants team that has struggled. Sorry, John. But they have. They've struggled. They're doubtful with Saquon Barkley tonight. That's their rock. They're, the the ball is going to have to be in Daniel Jones's hand. And unless he has another miraculous half, 
I see them playing from behind a lot. I see them having to throw a lot tonight. And I don't think that's to the Giants' strength. But So I would take the two and a half to Seattle. Yeah, one note on this game. You mentioned Saquon. He's doubtful. The one big injury that I was waiting to hear a report on, and, and John mentioned it a couple of days ago, because it looked like he was trending in the right direction, was Andrew Thomas, their tackle. Mm. He is out for tonight. He is not playing. He has not participated in practice. He is out. That's a big loss for them. Obviously, Daniel Jones has faced more pressure from opposing front sevens than any quarterback yep. in football so far. He is constantly on the move. That is a concern. I thought maybe if Andrew Thomas would be back for this game, it would give them a much better chance. Before I get mine, go ahead, Ben. Like I said, I don't, I don't love the a line play in either of those. So I got something else. Uh, John, you want to, you want to attest to who the corners are for the Giants? If I'm not mistaken, it's a sixth round rookie and another rookie, Deontay Banks, a first rounder nonetheless, but still two rookie cornerbacks. I'm taking DK Metcalf to score a touchdown. It's a pretty good bet. DK Metcalf Rookies. anytime touchdown from Ben Bosher as a lock. You said plus one thirty. Uh, he's he's. Got the experience over these guys. If he ever a little gets, juice on that. Yeah, the Giants like to run man. They're going to come after the quarterback a little bit. Uh, DK Metcalf, too big, too strong for these rookie corners who uh, are inexperienced in the NFL. He's okay. getting in the end zone tonight. Yeah, and this line has, has really shifted. Yes. I just pulled it up. It started at minus one and a half for Seattle. And actually, the Giants were favored for a little bit there by a point and a yeah, half. Yeah, they were juiced to a point. And now it's really shifted towards Seattle. So people are hitting Seattle. Yeah, a lot of public money on the Seahawks yep. right now. Love to zag the public money always. Mm -hmm. Like the Giants at home, they're struggling right now, need a win, and they're given points at home. I think this is a Giants take, whether it's two and a half, whether you see it at one and a half, whatever book you're working with, if it's two, one and a half, it's going to be somewhere around there. There's too much public money on the Seahawks. Seahawks traveling across country, changing three time zones. I like the Giants at home, primetime game. A little bit of bias. Daniel Jones got to carry me through some fantasy football <laughs> weeks here. Good but luck. when he spreads out, and it looked like a better sign of the last two weeks that they actually allow him to spread things out, move a little bit. When he rushes for 50, 60, 70 yards, they look like a lot better football team. Even without Andrew Thomas on that front line, I'll take the Giants. And not only laying those points, we'll do it on the money line at home. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. They're going to lose by one. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We're not going to officially start counting our picks here on the show until Thursday when we've got a full slate on uh, week five. So, you know, listeners, you're just giving us this one, okay? A win or a loss, whatever it is, we're not going to track. We'll start on Thursday when we start talking units and start talking board and Ooh. start talking weekly picks. I'm going to have to tune show. in for that. It sounds boys. like you're scared of this pick. I'll, That's what well, it sounds like. <laughs> it was a scary weekend. It was a scary yeah. weekend with a lot of bad football teams that should have probably been given a few extra points and they weren't. Um, Again, no bad weeks in the NFL, and that's why we're really excited about having Monday night, Thursday night, Sunday night football on the air each and every week. Even when the Lions are playing in primetime, we'll have them here on Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. Fellas, appreciate it. was an awesome day. We've got some high school football replay to get to. Hopefully you're excited for that. John had a good one. You've already heard the promos on air tonight as well. This upcoming week, Friday night, we got a big one in the Tri-Valley, fellas. I don't know where you're going this week. Uh, our game of the week is Sandusky and Ubley. Okay. Yes. Sending anyone to but Freeland Free Frankenmuth? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll be there. We'll be at, John will be at Freeland Frankenmuth, the coverage of that one beginning Friday night at 6.50. Our high school Huge. coverage brought to you by the Forward Corporation. Great partners here at the station. Fellas, appreciate it. Hey, congratulations, everybody. Thank you. This, Thank you guys you. are fantastic. This is going to be a joy to listen to. Got any more poppers? Uh, there are some if you want to. I mean, there's no reason to take these things home, I guess. But uh, I got a couple. Cause, there you go. Yeah. Sorry to blow your ears out in your cars. <laughs> anyway, appreciate everyone uh, hanging out with us today. We're going to be back 
doing it again tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, the next day, 6 o'clock, the next day, 6 o'clock, Mondays through Friday. What do you got, Ben? What time? 6 o'clock. Okay, thanks. And the number to text or leave us a message, 989-837-6125. Appreciate everyone tuning in. Appreciate all the feedback we've received online. Love what we've got in store for everyone here in the Great Lakes Bay region. Something to really be proud of, excited for, and uh Sports radio in the Great Lakes Bay region really has not been to this level ever. And so we are really excited here at Sports Radio 100.9, The Mitt. We've got high school football on a replay coming your way. Hemlock at Bullet Creek and then Monday Night Football, Seattle at the New York Giants before a full slate of brand new talk radio coverage tomorrow beginning at 6 a.m. with Anthony Bellino and X's and Bros. We'll talk to you again right here on The Payoff tomorrow at 6 o'clock.